you are listening to Pharmacy IT and Me, your informatics pharmacist podcast. Welcome to another episode of Pharmacy IT and Me. And as with every episode, we start off this one stating that the intent audience for this episode are newcomers to pharmacy informatics. And today's episode will be serving somewhat of an introduction. Uh, it's going to be talking about antimicrobial surveillance applications. I've spoken briefly about these applications before, so today we'll be going over a little bit more detail about them. The episode will be broken down to what are my antimicrobial surveillance applications, how do they work, why use them, and what a pharmacist's role is. So let's get right into it. So what are antimicrobial surveillance applications? These antimicrobial surveillance applications are typically third-party applications. When they say third-party, it means third-party to wherever you're at. Like if your your health system is using a Cerner system or a an Epic system, usually the antimicrobial surveillance applications they are third-party to that. So it's a different company that's that's making them, not like Cerner or Epic. Having said that, though, Cerner and Epic may have their own solutions as well. But anyway, getting back into this is. The big ones out there are Vigilance, uh, Medmine, Sentry 7, and there's numerous other ones that uh, many institutions may be using. So some institutions opt to not use these third-party applications because of the integration that's needed and a lot, a lot of like interoperability con- configurations that's needed. So they end up using something custom-made within their own EMR or EHR. All right, so how do these systems work? Typically, the systems would pull data from multiple sources and have it processed within the platform for the healthcare provider to review. So once all that data is like pulled in, all that data is there now and a bunch of things can be done with that data to kind of like, you know, end up in improving outcomes and improving patient care. So a lot of the information comes from direct informational feeds coming from the EHR or EMR, such as procedures, radiology results, the vitals, um, maybe progress notes, uh, medication administration, admit, discharge, and transfers, uh, medications, and some other things. And sometimes these systems would also need external feeds, such as those coming from send-out lab companies like Quest or LabCorp, like an unsuppressed data feed, or maybe even insurance claims to log medication purchases and usage stats, because some companies will actually, some of these applications will look at the patterns of refills that, you know, the patients process. So it kind of looks at their medication adherence as well. So what are the benefits? There are several benefits of using these applications. So these systems were made for clinical workflows, so they can enhance a healthcare provider's existing workflow by providing a quick view of all the relevant information with notifications. There's also rules, and the rules can be managed by the end user, if not by the administrators. So some of these applications allow the individual uh, to actually build their own rules and flag things that they feel are of concern, like such as a recent outbreak or something like, you know, recently we had the measles outbreak, right? So um, looking at things related to that. And speaking of alerts, sometimes these alerts can show up on the dashboards as actionable. So the healthcare professional can take a clinical action to have to resolve that alert. In addition, the alerts can also be configured as real-time as needed with all this information that's coming in real-time from that uh, all the data sources, right? And then communication can also be done efficiently through the platforms if need be, such as a pharmacist being able to communicate with the providers directly for certain patients under antimicrobial care. There are a lot of analytics built into the application that also allow for visually easy to review charts and graphs and things like events reported in the last six months, you know, levels of harm, isolation burden, and others 
are easily retrievable because all of that data is now inside this platform and can be analyzed. Some of the systems out there also include algorithms that can be applied to the data collected so that they can provide early detections of potential outbreaks or emerging uh, pathogens in the local area, such as, you know, maybe this local area is at risk for carbapenem-resistant uh, enterococci, right? So the the applications can help kind of detect that or predict that to happen based off the algorithms and the data. These systems also provide extensive clinical decision support guidance that's focused on antimicrobial recommendations, and they can also provide operational, financial, and clinical reports for audits and reviews. Because, you know, saving patients' lives or like reducing their stay can always result in less of a financial burden for the institution. So all of that is reportable as well. And the applications also have all the information in the appropriate formats to submit to regulatory reporting requirements, such as the National Healthcare Safety Network, or NHSN. So with all these features, it can help the institution and providers with improving outcomes and optimizing care. So you may be wondering, what's the role of an informatics pharmacist in these type of systems? This would actually depend on the institution and how the health system categorizes this uh, third-party application. And some institutions may not even have an informatics pharmacist on this system at all, except for like maybe the implementation side. And some other institutions, they may have the informatics pharmacist help with mapping out all the medication data feeds to ensure that the correct medications from the EMR or EHR are sent and understood by the antimicrobial surveillance applications. In addition, the medication-heavy alerts or the pharmacy workflow-affecting aspects of the surveillance system would need a pharmacist to review it to ensure that it makes sense for the current institution's pharmacy workflow. And you know, on top of that, again, the pharmacist is a very unique position in understanding the entire medication use process. So they do understand each step of the way, and it puts them in a very good position to be training this Uh, for the rest of the pharmacy staff, or even for some of the medical providers. So I know that this was a very quick and short episode, and the whole purpose of this episode was just to give you a quick overview of what these applications are, and hopefully by now you do have a better understanding of what these applications are. So if you like this episode, you guys can subscribe and rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or any of your other favorite podcasting services. You can also follow us on social media on Twitter or Facebook at Pharmacy ITME or our Instagram at Pharmacy Informatics or by emailing me at Tony at PharmacyITME.com. Also, I wanted to plug a great networking opportunity called Pharmacist Connect. If you are familiar with Slack workspaces, think of Pharmacist Connect as a large vetted one through Slack. I've met some great colleagues on it, and there's even an informatics channel in there as well. You can find out more by visiting PharmacistConnect.com, which is P-H-A-R-M-A-C-I-S-T-S-C-O-N-N-E-C-T.com. Thank you again for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode of Pharmacy ITME. And remember, technology is a tool, patient care is the goal. (laughs) 